0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company
1: that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which... And welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast and of course it's Derby Day that we focus on. It's been two weeks off of international break but we're back with the bank, Watford at home, it's the game we've been waiting for all season. Uh, a revenge mission some might say but ultimately a, a massive game in the context of our promotion push. I'm here with Jamie Castle and Ian Robinson of We Are Luton Town. Jamie, first of all, how excited are you on this Wednesday morning?
3: Yeah, very excited. It's um, it's, it sort of feels weird to have a game as big as this one on the back of sort of two weeks off. You sort of you you sort of just out of the the mindset for for sort of 10, 12 days, and suddenly it's sort of midweek, and you think, bam, you've got. I mean, for me, my first derby day at the Kenny. Obviously, I saw L- Luton on on that TV when, when it was behind closed doors, but. The first one with fans at the gate for me is it's pretty special. Sort of, it's it's, it's 26 years away in
1: waiting. Ian, how about you? It's uh, it's got all the potential to, to be a great day, but all the potential to be to be a disastrous one as well.
2: Yeah, I think it's a mixture of nerves and, and excitement, really. I think, like Jamie said, you've got to kind of get yourself back into the frame of mind to get out international week and uh, back into Luton. Um, but it, you know. It is the biggest game of the season for us in terms of it's at home and it's against our local rivals and could potentially write off their playoff chances if we win. So yeah, it's a big game in it. It's just very nervous at the minute.
1: Yes, a big, big game. Of course, it's not just the fact that we're playing our rivals at Kenilworth Road in front of fans for the first time in seems forever. But it's also big as we still try and chase down the automatic promotion places and we still try to cement our place in the playoffs. Of course, we mentioned it before, the reverse fixture was 4-0 and I guess there was a similar feeling. We were in decent enough form. Watford have had their their struggles at that point, but um, it was a game which they, they thoroughly deserved to win. It was disappointing from our perspective. But we've managed to to get back onto that trajectory. They've struggled for form. It's been a a really strange season for them. The fact that we we typically expect them to to be competing. They've struggled against some some poor sides in the division in recent weeks as well. But as we always say, as everybody says when it comes to these derbies, form goes out the window and that's what we, we kind of expect for this game. Looking at the um, history of this fixture, Luton sit on 37 wins, Watford with 30, and there's been 23 draws, quite tightly compact there. I think the first thing I'll ask you, Jamie, is that Kenworth Road, and we've mentioned this already, the fact that this fixture hasn't been been played in front of fans in, in a good 15 to 20 years now. How important are the fans on Saturday in making Kenilworth Road as intimidating as possible for, for a side that have been short of short confidence in, in certain fixtures?
3: Yeah, it's it's absolutely massive. I think it, it, a lot has been talked, uh, there's been a lot spoken about our home form sort of this season, especially under Nathan and I think under Robert's improved. Um I think we definitely have a better side at home now. I, I'm, I'm starting to get results and sort of putting in performances as well. Um, but I think on the whole, I think that the, the home uh, atmosphere hasn't been fantastic. But if there's if there's one game that it should be fantastic for, it categorically has to be this one all season. Um, I think if if there's one ground that this the, the, the players that play for Watford in terms of their Premier League sort of background, you're in background they they certainly haven't been used to a to a ground like the kenny. So we need to make it as as sort of hostile for them as possible. and um, and uh, uh, we as Luton fans have spoken about how hostile the Kenny can be sort of especially that un- under the light sort of atmosphere unfortunately it's not under the lights it's that lunchtime kickoff so it's a bit early in the day for, for a lot of us but yeah I mean it's it's absolutely massive. I think that that four that nil win away from home wasn't nice. Well, that 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 4-0 loss away at at, um, at Watford was nice, and it it certainly sticks in my mind. We we talk about it now, being what ten points clear of them, that we sort of gave them a 4-0 head start, but still ten points clear. But um, yeah, it certainly wasn't nice, even with all that. And obviously, at at, at, at the end of the day, if we go up by, by the playoffs, it doesn't matter if that if they do sort of get get four six points to get um against us, but. Yeah, I think for me yesterday being that first home game with fans against Watford, I'm desperate for for three points.
1: And Ian, looking at our form, I know, again, I mentioned it before, form can go completely out the window, but, but ultimately it, it, it does play its part. There is still something that you can take from form. Um, and it's 14 points from the last six for for us should be 16, given how that Sunderland game unfolded. But do you expect us to to be at the levels we've shown in recent weeks after this two week break? Of course, players probably needed a rest ahead of this sort of eight game stretch. Um, Some individuals, Tom Lockyer being one, Ethan Horvath being another, have obviously been away for international duty. Do you think that this international break would have played into our hands more or do you think that you would have wanted this game on the back of perhaps that, that Sunderland game so that momentum could have potentially been continued?
2: Yeah, I think. well, I think if you look at both teams, I think Watford definitely benefit from it more given their injuries and, and whatnot. So I think we would have liked to have continued and then gone into the break after this game. Um, but it wasn't to be. Um I think both teams are going to be up for it, though. I don't think it's going to have affected us at all. I think the little break could have given us a little bit of um, respite. Um, but it will have helped them more with injuries and stuff and given them time for Wilder to settle in as well. So, um, I think it'll be a different game. It's it's a hard one to put your finger on what actually went wrong at the, the reverse, reverse game. Um, I know there's obviously the excuses of the sickness bug and everything else and decisions didn't kind of go our way. But we just weren't at it and... Um, you know, it it, it it was like no other Luton performance we've had this season. Um, and, you know, it, it was the one game we didn't want that to happen, but it does seem to happen at least once in our season. You know, Brentford, um, Fulham, um, you know, there's mitigating reasons why that happened, to to injuries and stuff, but it does seem to happen. And um, I think it'll be certainly a different Luton town this time, uh, but I think they'll turn up as well. So I think it'll be a, a bit of a battle, actually.
1: Going on to Rob Edwards, of course, he was Watford manager at the start of the season. Phil was ages ago since that was the case. Um, and up against Chris Wilder. Um, and, and madly enough, the, the two have already come up against each other this season during a Middlesbrough versus Watford fixture. Um, very, very strange how the, the sort of managerial merry-go-round goes round. Um, but of course, now Edwards in charge of Luton. Do you think, Jamie, this is a big test to see where Edwards is at? Because often under Jones, when we played Stoke, we saw that sort of element of panic creeping, um, an element of maybe desperation to to get a result. Do you think that that's something that potentially see for, from Edwards? Do you think that's something that, that, you know, the signs have been there that that could possibly happen? Or do you think it's a completely separate situation and Edwards has proven to be, a completely different manager to Jones.
3: Yeah, I think that that last point, Bill. I think Nathan Jones and Rob Edwards. I think that in terms of personality, that they're a little bit chalk and cheese. I think Nathan is a very passionate, and I, I don't mean to say that Rob Edwards isn't passionate because he, he is, but passionate in terms of a, a bit more of like, a, of like an anxious passion way. In terms of he's very on edge, and you, you saw him on, on the touchline and his nails, and he, he was always on edge. And I think you saw that in the team in those sort of games where his 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 nervousness was sort of amplified across the team. Um, whereas I think Rob Edwards, whilst he still displays that passion or be on a bit more of a sort of lower key, he's just a bit more level-headed. And I think he will certainly, certainly, no matter how he feels inside of him in terms of that revenge or... Yes, he probably will be a bit nervous because I think for, for him it is a massive game. No matter what he says, obviously we've not seen his, his pre-match yet, but he definitely will want to get one over them. Um, but he certainly won't be sort of portraying that onto the team. He'll, he'll, he'll calm them down, and I think he'll, he'll get them like exactly how they should be for a, a derby day. It's a game that ultimately is only three points. Like I said, coming into the season, if we get, if we go by the playoffs, this game. Fundamentally, doesn't matter too much, it as much as it, as it does to us fans. Um, but it, it's it's three more points. I say there's four points or, or on our sort of journey to hopefully getting in into the Premier League. Um, and I think that's the sort of mindset Edwards will will, will play on. He, 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 he won't necessarily play it down, but he won't sort of overly play it up too much. And I think that that's exactly how it marriage should be treated.
1: And looking back to sort of the Edwards situation, of course. Uh, done very very well with Forest Green, earned that that big move at the time to Watford. Um, was told he'd be backed through hell and high water. Um, that didn't prove to be true. Um, just looking at that uh, that, that situation, uh, Ian. Surely, if there are footballing gods, we have to win. It's just the whole way everything's panned out. If there are footballing gods, surely a Luton victory has to play out.
2: You'd think so. Not just for that. I mean, obviously it's great headlines for Rob, um, but I think, you know, we deserve it over the season. Um, they haven't shown that they've really deserved these kind of results. Um, they obviously deserved on the day in the reverse fixture, but, uh, you know, if there was any footballing gods, you know, we'd get a little bit more, a bit of fruit from it. You know, we haven't had much luck this season, whether it be, you know, the way games have fallen, referee decisions, um, I'm always one to say that things kind of even out over the season, although it doesn't seem to be at the minute. Um, so hopefully we'll start to get some of that towards the, the, the last few games, um, starting starting on Saturday. Um, but yeah, for Rob, I think, you know, it, it was unjust. I think it was more hell than um, my hell or high, wasn't it for him? But um, hopefully for him, it, he can have his retribution and we can get the result that we want.
1: And on to Saturday's opposition Watford, in a little bit more detail there, of course, now under the stewardship of Chris Wilder, um, a manager that has succeeded in the championship before, um, regarded as a good championship manager, it has to be said. Do you think that this game is, is sort of massive in his well I guess massive in his tenureship we know how quickly they dismiss managers and I'm not saying he'll be dismissed after that because even for Watford standards that would be quick but with the, the playoffs still in mind, do you think this is this is massive for him to you know lay down a marker as such and, and you know think about his long-term future if he wins this and remains in the playoff hunt um, will that do his job? A lot more goods than it would bad.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think if if you take away the names, Luton and Watford, it's fundamentally a still playoff chasing side. Obviously, they're they're five points clear, five points shy, and, and they're and they're in tenth, but they're still chasing for the playoffs. So, if you take away the names, it's it's a playoff chasing side, a away side in the playoffs that they want to try and dislodge from, from the playoff mix. So, for their season to to come to come to us and get three points is is huge, and it was certainly. Not not kickstart their season because it's a bit tough with, with with sort of eight games to go. But it it will certainly put them in the in the mix with with sort of the the seven games after to go. Whereas on the other hand, if if they lose, obviously their five point shot at the minute. It could be up to eight with with, with seven to go, and and I think then it's the season's going to start to 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 out for them. Um, so I think in terms in terms of wilders position, absolutely, it's massive. Like you said, if if if. They do lose and we do win. I, I certainly don't expect him to be sacked on net Obviously, it's a it's a bad estimate, but I think yeah, it, it's certainly going to start to set the tone for the rest of of his season and probably is is, is Watford' managerial career because yeah, he knows what happens at, at end of the season. But in terms of world as a manager, I think Watford are a bigger threat for me now than they were a couple ago under the previous manager, I think. When when the, the, the Luton job was vacant, Wilder was a name that a lot of Luton fans mentioned, even myself in terms of someone that we wanted. So we can't sit here today and say that he's not a good manager because he definitely is. Uh, the, the, the the English effect maybe makes him understand more what Luton Watford means as well. So, yeah, I think that for me, Watford had been a, a bit more of a, not scary proposition, but a bit more of a tough opposition now under Wilder.
1: You mentioned there, Jamie, about the, the fact that Wilder was—I d- I don't know if it was ever under consideration by by Luton, but it was a name associated with the job, both by fans and the bookies. Do you think the fact that he was linked—I don't want to say linked, but potentially uh, assessed by by Luton hierarchy—means that we can expect Watford to play a similar style of football come Saturday, given you know that that? It was always about continuity when we when we um, got Edwards. We were in a very good position under Nathan Jones and, and the fact that, you know, Edwards plays a brand of football that, that has its similarities and stylistically, there's a lot of similarities. The fact that Wilder was in the frame, do you think that that suggests that we could see two teams on Saturday that that want to play a similar style of play? They can go direct, but they're also looking to play through the firsts.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think in terms of Wilder stylistically, it's very similar. I mean, in terms of setup, back three, he's played at Sheffield United, played at and he's now started started with it at Watford. As you say, literally not our direct side, but can do both. Um, and, and Wilder's smart enough to, to be able to do both as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of stylistically, they're definitely a bit of a clash there in terms of sort of that that, that, that same style. So I'd, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think ultimately it's going to be the better player of the day and the better team on the day is, is, is what's going to sort of help. So, it, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get the likes of Jordan Clark in to, to try and add a bit more creativity to, to that midfield. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of the game, it's going to be very interesting.
1: I want to hold this back until we do the predictions, but we've we've often seen when we've won games or maybe not when we have performed very well uh, but perhaps hasn't been reflected in score lines or, or the actual end results we, we've seen um, like we did against Coventry absolutely fresh Coventry is that on the cards a, a Coventry type performance where we we run riot do you think that there's any possibility we do to Watford what they done to us earlier in the season do you think that you know the, the fact that we've been playing better and de- been deserving of results that are better than the one 0 wins we've picked up. Do you think that that could all be laid out on the ground and, and taken to Watford at the weekend?
2: I'm not sure, really, actually, because obviously they've uh, they've got some new recruits in defence who have done rather well. Uh, I think they'll be up for the game. I don't think we're going to be able to chance them. I mean, we'll be extremely lucky if we can, but. And that Coventry game, everything just seemed to go in. You know, it wasn't that, yeah, we were all over them for large parts of it, but everything seemed to go in and that's not always the case with us. We do waste a lot of chances this season. So, and when was the last time we scored over two goals? I can't even remember now. Um, you're looking back to quite a while. Uh, QPR last year, December. So, uh, yeah, it's quite a while ago now. So, um I think our boys will be up for it. They'll be a bit hurt from the previous game. Um, So they'll definitely be up for it and wanting to do something like that. But it'll all count on that first half, whether the Kenny's rocking or not. And we can, you know, put them in a bit of shell shock, wants to step onto the pitch, really.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: And looking at Watford, um, of course form has been very inconsistent, but they do have individuals that are, are ultimately of Premier League quality. They've shown that that they can turn it on. Uh, Joao Pedro is mela both threats that haven't had the best of seasons from consistency aspect but they are players that can cause us problems and on their day they, they are very threatening I think you probably throw Keenan and Davis into that that bracket as well but do you think we're reaching that similar level where we do have that sort of individual star quality the likes of Alfie Daugherty and uh, Nakamba since he's come in Colton Morris obviously one of the division's top strikers do you think that we've we're achieving that. We're we're not just a team that thrives as a collective. We've also got that individual star quality that that can change the the course of a match.
3: Yeah, I think without doubt. I think a lot of us at times are. I think it, it, it's hard. It's hard to mentally get over the fact that we signed X player for free, or we signed X player for a sub hundred k fee, or they or this player played for us in League One. I think it's hard to mentally get over that, but. Categorically, if you look through the side, you've got Lock. Year who's been one of the best centre-offs in the Championship for now 38 games this season and probably a bit of last season. You've got Alfie Darity that's just electric in terms of he's just... I mean, fundamentally, the fact that we've got him at 22 years old and he's our player is just a joke. You've got, you've got Drama on on the right, who's had, had loan service before, and he's shown that he, he can be one of the best wing-backs. In midfield, Jordan Clark, very rated in terms of, in terms of the league. And up top, you've got probably the best strike partnership in the league. You have got Adebayo and Morris. So, albeit obviously Morris will be signed for for a larger fee or a large fee for us, and Adebayo, not not so much. But fundamentally, these players are some of the best in the league. And I I, I understand why you can't compare uh, Adebayo, for example, to to a right, when when he was signed for bloody what money so that they spent on him and and so on and. Yeah, Pedro's got the name as being one of these young superstars for for the future. But fundamentally, I think our, our squads, although, I guess if you compare squad for squad, they're probably deeper and better over the course of twenty twenty five players. But for me, fundamentally, if you look at the the 40, 15 players that 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 would take part this Saturday, I think man for man, we're we're as good as them.
1: Do you think Ian that just ultimately speaks volumes about the way we do things as a football club and recruitment. The fact that, you know, you you probably go back five years and there was a massive, massive difference in standard of starting 11 and and effectively the deeper squad as well. The fact that we are so meticulous and thoughtful and and active um, from a recruitment aspect. Do you think that's the main reason why we've been able to, you know, cut the gap and continue the progression. Um, do you think, you know, it's the, the development of players on the pitch from, from Rob Edwards or do you think it's just that the, ultimately everything we do as a football club has made us um, in a position to to cut that gap?
2: Yeah, I think, like you said, we are very meticulous in our recruitment policy. You've just got to look at the likes of Doherty that, you know, had been at a few clubs, hadn't, hadn't really pulled up any trees, had injuries yet we were still wanting to go after him. We knew the reasons why we wanted to go after him. We knew what he was going to bring to the team um, and how we could develop him. And and we've shown that. Um, Same with Jordan Clark. He was out on the wing for Accrington. Um, He's one of the best creative midfielders in the league now. Um, Absolutely fantastic player. So it just shows how deep we go when we are recruiting players. Um, Same with Morris. You know, he only scored... How many goals was it? Seven last last season in the championship, um, and yeah, he had a, a little bit of a, uh, a good name for himself. But no one thought he was going to score that many, apart from maybe us and Barnsley, you know. Um, but we dug deeper than the stats and what what he'd bring to our game in terms of the high press with Elijah. So um, it's, we just keep, you know, it's it's great for us for the future that we can rely on that because we can't match it with you know 20 million for Saar or how much for Pedro we can't do that can we so uh, but we still keep finding diamonds and you know it's working out for us at the minute. Going
1: on to some of the key battles and I'll
2: start with you Jamie
1: um, what we've seen obviously that the reverse fixture was, was very difficult for us bombarded by attack after attack, Keenan Davis started very good. I don't know if he's injured for this game or not. I'm not. I'm not quite sure at this point. But when you when you've placed any of the top strikers against Tom Lockyer this season, he has come out on top. He's probably one of the only defend uh, one of the only defenders who ha- who got the better of Victor Yocarez. Um, again, some of the other better strikers. Yo- uh, Joel Pirro, sorry, kept him very very quiet. It's. We've spoken lots about Lockyer and the impact he's had this, particularly this season. Do you think he will be key for us again? Do you think him against any of their strikers? Do you think we'll, we'll go for um, a system where we keep Lockyer tight to whoever does start up top for them and, and keep him tight? Um, and, and I guess the other the the other battle that that might be massive is. Um, Alfie Doughty on the left and, and the attacking freedom that he'll be allowed to have. Um, do you think? Do you see those as the two big battles for us, or is there any other areas of the pitch that you think might be might be more important?
3: Yeah, I think lock here against Davis. If if that is where they, where they go down in terms of their, their, their sort of forwards, I think is, is obviously a massive battle, and I definitely would would back him to to. Win that battle, or certainly come off best over, over the course of ninety minutes. But I think for me, it's also sort of that that second foil for Davis. It's it's how your shows and and your bells cope with whoever that second foil is, whether it's Pedro, whether it's Saar, whether it's a midfield runner. I think we, I think we get, we're at the point now where we can rely on Lockyer winning that battle. One on one against their bigger striker, but it, it's it's sort of the the, the, the man off him. If, if Davis is, is, is to win that flick on, we need to make sure that Osho and Bow is is there for the second ball. Um, I think that's super important. I think we, we all know how strong Pedro can be. So if if Lockie is is occupied by by and Davis, we need to make sure that Bow Osho is is on on Pedro like a rash. Because if if Pedro has space and he can get a shot away, then that, then that's dangerous. Um, and I think other than Doughty, like you said, I think for me it, it, the midfield is, is massive. I think if if we can have Nakamba and Campbell and Clark, or be it Pelly, if he's back fit, who knows? If 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 we can have them to overrun their midfield, I'm, I'm looking at the team sheet again. We're going it was loser Bakuna and Kone. I mean, if 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 we can have our our midfield three over one their midfield three, I think that that'd be massive. I think. Kenny more than a lot of places, the, mid- the midfield batter is, is 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 huge. I think sometimes when when the ball is loose, it, it's all about on, on that second ball, and it, it, if we can get on that second ball, more often than not, I think we'll be able to have to get a heads up and, and find Eli and, and Carlton. So I think for me, it, 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 even times more than the, the battle with Lockie, I think that, that midfield battle was massive.
1: And Ian. Looking at that midfield battle in a bit more detail. Of course, we don't really know um, Pelly Ruddock's situation at the moment after after the injury he picked up. Um, regardless of if, if he's fit or not, do you think this is the type of game that that Alan Campbell could have? You know, a field day. Do you think this midfield battle with, with Alan Campbell pressing and against a, a Watford midfield that might be overcome by the event? of the, the of going to Kenworth Road pretty much. Do you think someone like Alan Campbell could be the major sort of benefactor, somebody that that will take it to them and, and really cause problems?
2: Yeah, I think for me, I, the way I foresee it is Campbell picking up a lot of loose balls and trying to drive us forward. I think the big is going to be between the and, and Pedro. um Pedro. they've been playing in very deep, haven't they? Um so, if I think if Wilder has anything about him, he needs to push him up because Nikamah's going to scoop him up all day, I think. Um, that'll be a big battle. If Nakamba plays the way we know he can, um, hopefully he'll nullify him out of the game. I think going back to that Wigan game, he was a star player, but um, he's not been on form of late. Um, so, that'll be the big acid test for our midfield, I think, is nullifying uh, Pedro out of the game. If he's played a bit deeper, Um it depends if Wilder's now gonna actually play with two up top or you know just playing Davis up top. But yeah, I don't I don't think Pelle will be fit quite much fit yet. Um which is a shame. I'd love him to be for this because he deserves it, doesn't he? Um he'd love this game as well, he'd be all over it, I think. And he certainly deserves it this season. He's been spectacular and I think that's the type of player we need as well. Um in regards to Campbell, he's been slightly off it. And I th- but I think you know this is a big game for him to get back on it again um, see the levels we saw last season Yeah, it's been difficult with, with Campbell because obviously
1: um, the first time in his Luton career he's had to contend with not being a regular start in XI. Um, I think the the fact that he's come into the team a little bit more will only do his confidence well, um, albeit it's because Pelly, Pelly has been injured I think it could be very good for him um, a very good game for, for Campbell to come in. And I think that's the main point I've made about Campbell in the past is that there are games that suit what suit his style of play and, and suit the way he operates. And I think this Watford game could be, could be that. Watford are obviously going to be, they're not going to come in and deploy a, a real low block. Um, They might have a defensive sort of shape about them, but they're going to still try and play football. They're still going to try and cause us problems. Um, And I think somebody like Campbell is somebody that could benefit from that. I I can see it's playing out similar to to the Norwich game where, you know, Norwich weren't in the best of form. They weren't really playing the best of football, but they still tried. They still tried to play out from the back and and, um, still tried to play by those principles. And I think that's where Campbell thrives, and that's where we need Campbell to play in games like this. And I think that's going to be an interesting decision to see if he is part of that starting eleven come Saturday afternoon. It's time for some predictions now, and Jamie, I'll come to you for, for your prediction of how Saturday will
3: play. Oh, it's tough, you know. Um, it's one of those where you, you find it hard to commit. I think you sort of. Go, go through your head in terms of scores in the past and obviously you've got like a, like the three two is sticks out in Luton's history as one of those scores that that always seems to make make an appearance. Um I, I'm gonna go down the path of a Luton win, but I'm gonna go for two one.
2: What about you Ian? Uh it's kind of screams a, a you know a one-nil for Luton but actually I think we might do a little bit better than that. Hopefully, it's 2-0 uh, Luton, I think. Um, and at least give all our nerves a little bit of a rest. Because <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but the one nil's killing me at the minute. Not because, <laughs> you know, you want to score more goals. It's just the nerves towards the end of the game. Uh, honestly, yeah. it's really hard to contend with. Um, you know, we love the clean sheets. We'll, we'll scoop them up all day. But, um, yeah, I'd like to enjoy the last few minutes of the game if we're 2-0 up, to be
3: honest. I think it makes it even worse when at one nil you're you're a bad referee engine away from losing two points. There.
2: Well, this is it. This is exactly the thing. You know, it only takes one bit of bad luck, like uh, you know, the penalty uh, against Sunderland, or you know, us making one bad mistake, uh, which we don't seem to be making many of. But it's just it's in it. Yeah.
1: I understand the sentiment when defenders come out and say, "Oh, one nil." 1-0 victories are the best results in the world, but no, that's that's close. That
3: is-, <laughs> that is such a hindsight statement, isn't it? Like in hindsight, yeah, fantastic, fantastic result. But w- w- when you live in it, worst result in football.
1: <laughs> Especially with the performances that we've had where we have comfortably been deserving of results that are better than 1-0. You think back to the Stoke game, you think back to Bristol City game, um, been deserving of scoring at least another couple so um, yeah hopefully hopefully, this international break has helped pave our way to, to scoring a few more goals again I'm also going to go for 2-0 Ian um, I was on a Watford, I appeared on a Watford podcast the other day made it out alive and I went for 2-0 Luton much to much to their disgust and um, yes yeah, it's, it's one that I'm going to be carrying until probably Saturday morning and then that's when the pessimism really kicks in well thank you both for joining today and thank you everybody else for listening it's going to be i don't know the nerves and excitement are already kicked in and it's wednesday morning i don't know how we're all going to be come saturday morning but the things we live for back in the championship of course our Facebook is Oak Road Hatter. Our Twitter is Oak Road, at Oak Road Hatter. Our Instagram is Oak Road Hatter Pod and please check us out on YouTube at Oak Road Hatter. But until after this Watford game it is goodbye for now.